Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. God, that was I was that was fucking that was great. That was so good. One take, no warm-ups. Save it. Save it. Don't look at me like that. Just Get the, you fucking, fucking save it! Did you save it? All right. When I when I listen to this playback, I better hear that intro. I swear, I swear, I am gonna walk out. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh shit! I didn't see you there. Um. Oh no, it's it's good to see you. Oh no, no, you look good. You look you look really good. God, did you get a haircut? Ah, oh, you did some something's new about you. You have a glow. You are beautiful and you have a glow and I'm happy to have you here with me today. Woo! God damn it. Welcome back to um Amongst Friends, my Amongst Friends the podcast. My my self-reflective inward journey to become the best human that I can possibly be and I I want to I just want to share it with everybody because I'm just so egotistical enough to be able to record uh, myself talking like an asshole and share it with everyone but it's funny because in my moments of 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 I'm not going to say weakness but in my moments where uh, I, 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 I don't have this inner strength. I, I find myself avoiding people so much. I mean, here, let's, let's get, let's get on this. Let's get real for a second. Um, if I'm walking down the street and I have to go into a building and I see there's a lot of people around a particular entrance, I might actually look for a different entrance to enter the building because, God forbid I'm in close proximity with another human and I might have to make eye contact or listen or say something. The anxiety of that moment sometimes keeps me from leaving my house. Sometimes going to the grocery store is off the table because I might have to interact with another human. It sounds crazy, right? But these 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 are tangible fears that I actually have that I carry with me, and even into my into my workplaces. Um, you know, going going to jobs, going to your work, you have to go. It's not like you're 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 
you know, taking yourself there. You have to show up. So it's, it's, you feel like you're being forced with a bayonet behind your back, a loaded rifle and a bayonet, your hands up, and you must march into the building and do whatever is necessary to keep yourself alive and safe. It is insane. It's, 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 a, it's, an, it's an amazing fear that paralyzes you and, and quickly changes the way you, you rationalize and think. It's, it's anxiety. It's, 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 I think it's a lot bigger than most of us realize. Uh, I think anxiety, it doesn't have one shape, one size. It has, it's a multitude of flavors. It's, it's the rainbow of lollipops that have different insides in the middle or uh, I, I, that analogy lost me I'm sorry but I, I you know quick takeaway um, understand that the person you're dealing with or talking to it could be suffering from uncontrollable social anxiety so I got one cure for that. Be patient and be kind. I want to take a uh, quick detour today. Um, I had my uh, younger brother Ethan join me for an awesome talk this week. Uh, we've been we've been uh, uh, bantering back and forth about um, violence in film or in media. I think in media, but it ended up being film because we're both film. Uh, snobs, you know, to our own, in our own perspective, right? Because I don't know all film. I know my films. I know the ones I like. So I'm a, I'm an expert on the movies I like. Okay. But um, uh, me and my uh, so my younger brother Ethan, uh, he he joined me. Uh, we 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 were bantering back and forth about uh violence in in media and. Uh, I, 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 I was on a wagon for a second where it's like, I think we need to stop this. We need to end this. And, um, luckily that, that opinion had changed because there is, uh, there is also a unique beauty to, uh, violence and the history of violence and human history with violence. And well, I just, why don't you just, why don't you take a break? Take a second. Let's stop thinking about our anxieties our workplace drama. I have another episode coming up right after this one <laughs> about workplace drama. And think about why do you like the things you like? It might be it might be bigger than you think. It might be simpler than you think. You might be giving this fucking a lot of room in your head and it's like, wait, no, man, it's just, it's a cool movie in the 80s that I liked and just kind of stuck with me. You know, it doesn't matter. Take your own opinions. Make your own justifications. Make your own choices. But have fun while listening to this. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! I did turn. You can put it on? Turn it on!
So uh, basically, I, what I want to talk about today uh, is is violent in films, and I I kind of already opened this door to this conversation with John about a year ago, I think, actually, almost, if I'm not mistaken, maybe March-ish. I, I forget when I came out with it. And uh, my, my appreciation for this topic has only grown um, over time. So a, a real br- briefly, I'm, I'm not going to make any claim that um, it needs to be this way or we need to change things or my ideas are the only ideas that are valid. I'm not making any, any crazy claims. There's plenty of better videos and conversations out there for people to uh, take an opinion from. My opinion's my opinion. And Ethan, I think your opinion's, if I'm not mistaken, your, your opinion? Are you, am I mistaken? It's, it's possible. I mean, and, and this, okay, this is another beautiful thing. I think without talking too in depth with it before, I think you and me have different opinions. And I think that's more important to discuss in today's climate than anything else, that the fact that two brothers can have possibly varying opinions on something that means so much to them and how it does not have to mean they hate each other. Um, I think that's, that's a key takeaway here is that you're allowed to think what you want to think. I'm allowed to think what I want to think. It doesn't mean I hate you. Can we, can we agree to that now? Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, right? No. It was a shot. It was a shot. After this conversation, we're not speaking ever again. <laughs> <laughs> At least until the Tool concert. Where we're exactly. Sky contact or something. Uh, so uh, uh, real, real uh, briefly, I, I kind of just want to go into um, uh, what we kind of briefly already touched upon. with the. I should have recorded that video game talk. That was some good you know uh patreon shit right there <laughs> not that i'm getting a lot of patreon love anyway it might be my arrogance or i'm not trying hard enough but i got 12 dollars, so uh whoa I'm, I'm 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 quitting jobs over here left and right that's how much money i'm making um so i kind of want to go into um uh, basically my, my takeaway uh uh some points that i made i have found um and i i I've listed a bunch of movies to to use those points with, and I remember what you had uh, mentioned to me also about uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was the message uh, being corrupted or um, missing the point. Yeah, yeah, and I got plenty of fucking movies. So okay, violence in film. Oh. <clears throat> I do not think violence in film is a bad thing. I don't think it should be taken out. I don't hate it. In fact, sometimes I, I quite frankly enjoy it. <laughs> I do want to talk about why. Why is it such a powerful character? I'm going to use that word again and again and again. I do think violence in a lot of films is a character. Um, on that note, Ethan, why, why do you think I would call violence a character in American film? American film. Talking American film here. Maybe some Korean film. I, I know some Korean films, but I'm gonna promote. I'm gonna focus on American uh, media for this uh, conversation. So, how can violence be um, observed as a character in in modern American film? I think 
at least and i this i am not a i haven't done I, I thought about doing research before having this conversation, but I'm also like, NASA's nah, do it off the cuff. Not necessary. It'll be, it'll yeah, be, it'll not necessary. <laughs> I can see violence being a character in the sense that we are in this modern movie landscape of big action blockbusters, and we've been in it now for 14, almost 15 years now. A while. Where I don't... And like this is like where our conversation is really going to break this down because like I, I really want to know what exactly you mean by like your take on violence in movies because like I don't know like you you said we have different opinions and I'm like I don't see it much as an issue especially like again we'll probably talk about it later like 80s violence versus <laughs> today's violence <laughs> I have 80s 80s action films. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think because because we've been in this landscape of the mega blockbuster for so long, yeah, that like I, I think we texted about this. Like you talked about how like there's this like we're we're numb and desensitized to, it, which I I disagree with in certain sense, but I'm I, I'm sure we'll we'll talk more about it. It's like literally, what I what I want to know is what exactly is your take on violence in movies? So let's let's start at the beginning, um, America sorry, humans can be perceived as violent. There's no, there's no um, misquoting that or misunderstanding that. We have been in many, 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 many wars, genocides, famines, diseases, and so much growing pains as, a, as just a species that I think violence is kind of already written into our narrative as 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 history as historical context you know what do you talk about when you talk about the romans their conquests we talk about the the greeks you know or uh anything it's just it's always kind of what they have accomplished through i'm not gonna say shaking hands and kissing babies no it it, it was very bloody very um dirty and very i would say disorganized too so we to say that violence started in american cinema is dumb uh american cinema actually started with violence i think some of our uh oldest um films actually the great train robbery <laughs> when did that come out 19 uh i don't have that written down 1930 1903 <laughs> i'm sorry I'm, I'm already 30 years fucking ahead of myself the great train robbery where it's like I think you saw the first American, sorry, American, the first character die in film, I think was that moment. Uh, I think he got thrown off the train. Um, forgive me, I haven't seen it in like a couple of years. But so the, the, the American perspective with violence in, in cinema is as old as cinema. This is nothing new. I don't think we are getting more ultra violent than we have already been. I think it's it's very it's it's just as common as seeing clothes in movies, unless you have that one random movie where everyone's naked. Um, awesome pick, by the way. Uh, I will highlight that in the comments down below. But um, so my stance is that violence isn't a new thing, isn't an extreme thing, and it isn't corrupting the youth. My my main stance is how it distorts our levels of empathy and distorts our sense of reality and helps us put the horse blinders up to a lot of human conditions that are 
you know, like halting progression as a society and as a culture and as a species. I think it's, it's a, it's a, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, it's a grand stance to take. I don't think I'm the first one doing it. I don't think it should all be taken out and we should, we should put a hush hush rated R label on it. But I do think we need to talk about it. And I do think it's interesting to talk. Why, why do we need to talk about it? So basically I, I, my stance is it's, it's, it's unnecessary to a degree um, after, after so many stylized violent films have come out that it's becoming kind of like an old racist joke. Like, yeah, it was funny at a point and cool, but come on, we kind of got to get over this and, and, or, or look at it a different way. And there's plenty of directors and there's plenty of, of, of companies that are doing that. And I, I don't want to waste, I don't waste time. We're probably going to get into that tonight, but cause I want to start uh, in the beginning first, you know, with the light. So that's, that's basically where I'm at. I'm at, let's talk about it. Possibly, are we ready to change this or why should we want to? Not really, and I'm not looking for an argument. I'm just looking to just to have the, the, the light banter. So Ethan, what's, what's your stance on violence in film? Um, I, 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 I don't want to oversimplify this. Um, no, yeah, exactly. Sorry. Yeah, I kind of oversimplify. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> well, no, no. Like, as far as like my answer, like, I don't know. I'm perfectly fine with it. I like, I think there are movies that address violence and like, oh, like it'll point out the violent acts that have, that a main character may have done. But like, so like I'll I'll go I'll go back into the superhero example here. So like when the movie Man of Steel came out, everyone was all up in arms because uh, Superman and Zod destroy Metropolis. Yes, trying to um, kill it, like trying to beat, like yeah. trying to stop one another. It it, it progresses and, the next story. Yeah, but and and they're absolutely right. The collateral damage in that movie had to have been <laughs> insane, but. What ends up happening, and because we have this internet culture, is then what we get is, and arguably it's the best scene in Batman v Superman, where it's showing Batman's point of view. Yes. While Metropolis is getting destroyed. It's the only scene I really like. I did movie, love that. It's terrible, but not only, do we, not only do you have to put a scene to address that, what you then have <laughs> is in the final fight of that movie, they're fighting somewhere. And it's like they, you, 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 you hear, you hear like uh, over the radio being like, oh, they're fighting in this abandoned area. Don't worry. It's cleared out. Like you have to throw stupid lines of dialogue. I'm like, who gives a shit? Like, yeah. Or, or like uh, in stick, I, I'm going to hark on DC here because they're the, they're, they're the ones that address <laughs> <It's okay>. it. <laughs> in the, in the original cut of justice league, you had to have that weird, ukrainian russian family that the flash has to save because they're like yeah. we need to let you know that they save people in this area as it's getting destroyed and i'm like and they were immigrants i'm like i, I wasn't asking this question <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very american uh, uh picture that you just painted there too that the flash would get out of his way to save an immigrant family especially in times that 
I, yeah, I, I do believe that we live in where, where immigrants are, are becoming the new enemy of, of the state. Well, and, I don't think they're, in, I don't think they're immigrants in justice. Like I think they are in Ukraine or Russia. I'm, I, oh, I, are, yeah, they're not in America in that final well, fight. I, I, I take back what I just said. Because it's, it's, it's not, it's not exempt. <laughs> but, um, no, so, so what, what I what I, I do think has is interesting about um, violent and fi- violence in films is I, I already mentioned a little bit earlier how it can become a character it can it can kind of take form that and I say that when I mean that it, it can it that the violence progresses the story especially in um, overtly violent films where the character kind of doesn't have anything else to do but be violent. Um, looking at you, John Wick. Um, you know, I, I can. Well, I can hold up- on now. They they killed his dog. I know, and I can applaud the first one. And I I respect dogs and love dogs around this country. I do. I I'm gonna take that brave stance right now. By the third one, I mean, how many fatherless babies are in the world because of you? <laughs> and that's my first point. Let's talk about empathy. Because I, you know what? I, I've heard that film is a great tool for escapism. And escapism is a, is a complex word, I think, to kind of put onto film. Let's look at the base definition of escapism. So, and this is coming from Wikipedia, the most trusted site on the web for the news. Escapism is a mental diversion from the unpleasant or boring aspects of daily life, typically through the activities involving imagination or entertainment. Escapism may be used to occupy oneself away from the persistent feelings of depression or general sadness. First two lines off Wikipedia. It's like fucking poetry. I love it. So I don't, so so yeah, that sounds on on looking at this on the web, that sounds awesome escapism that can be that can be healing that can be that can be um pleasing that can be something to 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 remove the monotony of 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 what everyday life can look like um why do i think that is bullshit for film and i I don't want to say Bullshit. There are plenty of escapist films I do think do exist. Um, and they, these, and I'll get into this later, but escapism, when I'm reading here, the mental diversion of unpleasant aspects of daily life. So you're taking yourself out of it and you're trying to not pay attention to what makes you feel sad or depressed. So using violence as an escapism tool, I think is a little counterproductive if the things that you are experiencing leads to depression and sadness or the monotony of daily life is torturing and killing other people. I, I, I do think there might be a conflict of interest there. But before I jump into that, I, I don't think film can totally be escapism if you're trying to connect with characters. Let's talk about empathy. Now, I just had an episode um, with my dear friend Kedem, uh, Ethan. I know you know Kedem. I do. Hello, Kedem. How are you? Um, and 
we talked about empathy in the workplace and how hard it is sometimes to uh, determine when you should use empathy and when you should stonewall empathy to, to push people off or to protect yourself. Empathy is the ability to read others to feel more um, relatable or to fit in. It's, it's humans have developed this from the moment we started living in, in, in groups and families together. This is before human. Empathy is greater than man. And I, I, I do mean that. I do believe that. I think empathy is, is such a beautiful tool. And at the same time, a counterweight um, when you're trying to, to live uh, you know, your, your, your life. So where did I leave off my points here? So on, on, a, on a fundamental level, I do believe violence will always affect humans. Uh, look back at the first films that we have. We, it's very clear, there's good and there's bad. Now the violence is usually always against good and bad. That's how we justify violence in culture and society in the world. You have the good guys, you have the bad guys. Now that narrative has switched multiple times over multiple generations throughout Hollywood and cinema where sometimes the good guys are the cops. Sometimes the good guys are the gangsters. Sometimes the good guys are the lovable under hero. You know, like it's it's never a a it's it's a spectrum of actions and emotions that you're supposed to connect with to allow the violence to happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's not like we're just watching. The, and I, I do think there is a, a, a level of disconnect in there, too. I found this really cool article that I kind of want to read a paragraph about. Um, this is on universityobserver.ie. I should probably look into what IE means, but I'm not going to write it this second. This is by uh, Sierra Dempsey on the words of Abby Conroy. Uh, and it's about movies, escapism, or connection. And it made a really good point here that I'm just gonna dive into. <clears throat> Excuse me, let me clear my throat here. <laughs> Empathy is a key characteristic of humanity and is explored boundlessly through film. We feel this way because we see ourselves in them. We project ourselves onto the screen and gain comfort in knowing that we are not alone in our emotions, our struggles, our triumphs, even if they are only fictitious characters we share these experiences. There is a film for every kind of mood. For happy occasions, we want comedies, parodies, or when you want a messy breakup, you go for the rom-coms and chick flicks. We choose what genre of film we want to watch based on our emotions at the moment and choosing whether to laugh or cry while these stories on the screen distract us from our own lives for a short while. And they aid us in coming to terms with our innermost desires and fears. We long for movies to evoke powerful feelings from within. And if they don't, they become known as bad films and generate very little interest. Now, I read that and I just, uh, yeah. Whenever I watch a film, I'm looking not just to escape, but to relate. I wanna feel like 
my 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 emotions, desires, and thoughts are shared with the rest of of humanity or the country or somebody. I want to feel relatable. And I do think we do that as as Americans, especially in this country. Would you would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean any 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 thoughts on like you you personally, I use empathy for movies all the time. I'm always trying to relate to the main character or the struggles that I what would I do? Um, what 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 have I failed in my life that I can relate to for the failure of this of this character, especially um, Ryan Gosling driver. I'm totally him all the time. I'm so fucking cool. I never get and, the girl. And, and, don't, and don't say a word. And I don't say a word. Don't get the girl. <laughs> Drive off somewhere. <laughs> no. Um, so to call it escapism, I think, is the wrong, the wrong word to use. Because that, to me, I have the mental picture of being able to turn off your mind. Now, Ethan, when was the last film you were able to watch that you completely turned off your mind? Turned your brains off. That's the quote I got. Um, like completely turning my head. Like yeah, the the off. room, the room by uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I guess, I, I, I guess I would say Spider Man No Way Home is the last one. Like I just because uh, we've been talking. I've been doing like these director series where I'm like. I will sit at home and like over the course of yeah. a couple of weeks, I'll try and go through an entire director's filmography. So <laughs> normal um, things that normal will do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I just got, I just concluded an Orson Welles one. And then, uh, you know, I, in, th- in theaters, the last couple of things I saw was like, I saw Casablanca, which was amazing. Ooh, um, but I very I, jealous going, going along with like, the escapism aspect is like I go to the Casablanca is like well I have to see this on the big screen I saw Matrix 4 because I'm like well I have to see this and also that's like got like deeper meanings that's behind the it but like film as far of escapism as, at this point yeah as far as going to the theater and my definition of escapism just shutting my brain off and enjoying the ride that would be Spider-Man No Way Home where mm-hmm. like I this is like, so what you've been saying so far is like one of the things I disagree with you on where I mean I you do empathize with the characters in Spider-Man but like saying like John Wick I'm like okay yeah I'd have a hard time empathizing or aligning with the John Wick character especially by the time you get to the third movie because we're so far removed from just trying to get revenge for his dead dog it's because the the movie's just like world building out the out the ass or like you're like wait there's this underground community of assassins and hitmen and i'm like (laughs) wait what Uh. but like i also don't go into john wick being like you know what i like i really want to connect with keanu reeves is like one i don't you did i mean and not to cut you off real quick but you did you related with his vengeance story in the first one sure by the, the second and third one more like let's see cool set pieces and cool action scenes well i mean yeah exactly and i i will applaud john wick for making the deaths so enjoyable to watch which again is a weird thing for me to say as an adult male like yes make the deaths enjoyable god damn it are you not entertained like 
But seriously, you are, by, you said by the third one, you're so detached from him. Why are you watching him kill people? Because you wouldn't watch a real person do that. And is that where the escapism comes into play? It's okay I, now. I am going to quote the great Quentin Tarantino. I, I already have it written the, down, but tell me. I don't know. I'm sure you've seen the clip where he's talking to the lady on the news show. And she's <laughs> wait, like, wait, can I ask oh. the question? Can I ask the question? Yeah. <laughs> why the need for grotesque and gruesome violence? What, 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 Be- why? <laughs> because it's so fun, Jan. Get it. <laughs> that written down. But yeah, so like... <laughs> Like, you know, I think that's... No, and so, I... So let's let's you're talk ta- about Quentin Tarantino. Let's talk about Quentin Tarantino. Sure. Stylized violence. Yeah. He is the master. Not the master. He's one of the masters of stylized violence. He makes, he makes it fun to watch. Now, I, I, I honestly... That kind of turns up the um, detachment for me personally as as a human i'm like oh wow you know watching the crazy 88 fight from uh kill bill is i and yes i thank god he put it in black and white to get a rated r but at the same time it detaches me from the reality that the realism to that story is there are humans in this room humans that you can't tell me a hundred of them are a hundred percent evil and worth getting their fucking limbs chopped off. But and but if if if, if, if I'm interrupt you here, no, I go. think that's all. That's also why it's as over the top as it is. Of course, I mean, but so <laughs> I, I I I think I think there's two ways to look at this. Yeah. So with with your violence, you have your rated R over the top insane violence. I think that's where like the '80s movie comes in. So like when I think of like over the top violence, I'm not a fan of that. the movie. But like RoboCop is one of those movies where like <laughs> when when the squibs go off and someone gets shot, it, oh, like, that's not what that's what's not his what name? What's like. his name? Um, Paul Verhoeven. Yeah, dude, he loves his he loves those squids. <laughs> but like I watch that and I go, yeah, this is, this is this is over the top and ridiculous. There's also the PG. <laughs> there's also PG thirteen violence where we don't see if someone dies. It's like uh, it's the like how. It's essentially like how a person would have died in a movie pre-1960 where like they get shot. There's no gunshot wound and they just fall to the ground and they're dead. What just came out? Sorry, continue. But the violence, I think, where you're like, oh my God, like is like the gruesome shit. Like uh, you and I both saw The Last Duel. So spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen The Last Duel, it ends with the duel and one of them (laughs) dies. But when you see... Matt Damon drive Adam Driver's face through a fucking sword. That's one where I go, ah, oh, oh god, that that like that was real, and I felt that. Where like in yeah. the Bill scene when it she's taking on the crazy eighty eight, I'm like, this is insane and over the top. Like this isn't real. Like and again, going back to so John Wick, realism. I'm like this is this is so like it's because there's no realism attached to it that like cool. My my. my I have zero care over the All violence right. aspect. Of well, here, let's, let's, let's jump into that real quick. So violence for the greater good. Let's talk about that. The greater good. Historically, violent films. I have my first one here, Saving Private Ryan. Um, that, the landing scene of that movie, I believe it's the first 15 minutes they get to the landing scene. Mm-hmm. And it is, of course, 
it's it's real it's realistic it's hard for me to watch today but when i was younger i was so enthralled by the fact that these soldiers were going in to fight the evil the evil germans you know and, and you got those couple shots from the german perspective above the above the, the right shoulder which which really kind of set home how fucked the americans were during the landing but the overall grew the, the, how grotesque it was is it that's reality that's real you know there, there were soldiers who went through normandy on set saying yep that's what it looked like and the so the realism is at a hundred percent right there at the same time we are we are seeing a, a couple liberties with how the camera decides to show us what is going on it's from a unique american perspective that we are fighting evil i'm not going to stand on a fucking platform here and say the nazis weren't evil of course that whole platform was evil but wanting the death and mayhem and destruction of any opposition seems a little over the top to me and I, I know as humans, we, we have gone through growing pains. Does that make it okay to, to show it so, so amazing on film? And I also have here, We Were Soldiers, uh, Last of the Mohicans, um, other historical movies that can get a little grotesque, especially Last of the Mohicans. That is a dirty fucking time to be fighting wars. Um, it, there's there's the realism aspect to the escapism clause. And is the violence in those films justified because of that? I guess is my question. Is it okay to, to root for a side, even though the American war machine after Saving Private Ryan can can be, you know, I'm not I don't get political in this at all, but there are stepping stones and dominoes that play here that I'm sure are a fallacy in that own sentence alone. But does it justify the violence you're watching if it's historical? I think you, you brought up three very violent movies, but also three very different movies. Yes. So if you remember after the landing at Normandy, when they have overtaken the Germans, there's multiple moments where they kill, they prisoners kill of war. prisoners of war. Yeah, and the, and, and the first Spiel thing they shoot. <laughs> Spielberg's making a point here. So it's like, you know, Spielberg has done multiple movies where the, he's taken on Nazis. We're like uh, Schindler's List. Uh, they're over the top evil. And we should all take in... on Nazis. Let's be honest. We should all take on Nazis when we see Nazis. All right. I'm but, not against that. But so like Schindler's List, they are evil because we're in a concentration camp. That is Nazis at their most evil. Mm -hmm. In um, Indiana Jones, the Nazis are buffoons <laughs> because that's just like Spielberg having fun with the Nazis oh, being buffoons. I know they're like, <laughs> but Saving Private Ryan does a good job, like showing the moral ambiguity. Sure, we know that America was on the the right side of the war, the in this winning case. side, yes. 
the winning side, but also the side that like, I, I think that is like one of those wars where it's like, okay, like this had, this has to be done. Like they had like Nazi Germany had to be stopped. Like that's, that's of course, of course, that's unquestionable to we were soldiers. I haven't seen the movie in a long time, it's but I month, definitely, yeah. I definitely remember that movie being your typical, like over the top movie. Like it's a, it, it I don't think he directed it, but it feels like Mel Gibson directed that movie. With how he produced it, so he might as well directed it. But that one, I don't think... I think that movie fails because it doesn't do the moral ambiguity of it all, because America was in the wrong, in the, at least in my opinion, in that word, and I don't want to dive into the politics behind hot that. Hot take, like, hot take. <laughs> yo, shocker. <laughs> Uh, but I think that's where that movie fails. Where I look at that violence, I go, "Yeah, but what was it all for?" I don't think yeah. the movie really asked that question. No. With Mo- with Last of the Mohicans, that's another movie, and I, I, I like I said, I did, I did this I did these oh, directed series. Yeah, the, so yeah. I, I, I did Michael Mann in November, and with Last of the Mohicans, where I think that movie does very well, is everyone is again there's a there's moral ambiguity between all of them the native americans are have some villainous aspects to them the british have some villainous aspects to them and then daniel day lewis is just your native action americans. hero caught caught in the caught in the middle of it <laughs> how can i survive <laughs> where like again with that one i'm like okay it's a sweeping romantic adventure movie like i get like again i don't like like i don't watch daniel day lewis kill somebody in mohicans and go oh my god that's a that's a father right there i'm just like no it's just a good it's point, a faceless person yes um, so again, I think it all boils down to intent where Mohicans and Saving Private Ryan, yes, I think the violence is justified because they're trying to say something or like with Mohicans, Michael Mann's like, here, we're having fun. Um, and then we were soldiers fails. And again, it's, I haven't seen it in a while. I could be talking out my ass and that this is very much a question that's asked in the movie, but I think the movie fails in the, the, the muddiness of the Vietnam War. Yeah, and and the Vietnam War was was a um, it was a CIA war. Uh, it was an apolitical war. It was it, it, it was you know and again we're not I'm not going to dissect the Vietnam because I don't know. So uh, where I think we, we were soldiers were with the violence was it was shock value. It was trying to gain your attention to distract you from possibly what is really going on here because I, I will give you a, a quick rundown of the movie. Uh, we were soldiers. There's a bunch of guys that put on a base that get told one day, Hey, you're going to go to Langangu Hill and uh, sorry, Langangu, but some other name. And it's, it becomes uh, just a, it's a survival story. They get put into a, a, a place where they do not belong and it's obvious from this, the moment the helicopter drops him off. I think Greg Kinnear is an amazing helicopter pilot in that film. And it just, how quickly it turns to shit. And I, I do believe the Vietnam general at the end who, who comes over the, the there's, uh, they leave a monument for the fallen American soldiers. And I think he says some poetic line that like, you know, there was only death here, uh, which kind of sums up Vietnam uh, uh, very nicely. Uh, right but okay so that that, again again that's where the movie fails i i remember that scene where he puts the american flag on the body of soldiers and he he says whatever he says and i'm just like this should be an american saying this 
Yeah, but it's it's so you were so you you're now making me empathize with the people who are supposed to be quote unquote the enemy, which again exactly in in, in Vietnam, it's political idealism, not people. I'm just I'm just like movie. What are you trying to say? (laughs) Uh, It's another great point. Let's jump into my next. Like uh, um, so, like so. Sorry, it's like with 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 we were soldiers. Like of course the Viet Cong are like yeah, this is useless. Like yeah, duh. Like that's why you fight. That's why you're fighting to keep the Americans out of here. Yeah, where the, like yeah. I need I need an American soldier to be like, what was it like? Platoon. Yeah, platoon or, does or, it beautifully. I know. Uh, platoon does it. Uh, Thin Red Line. I know it's not the same war. Uh, they do it beautifully too. Uh, I believe they have the same exact quote. It's like, what are we doing here? And it, it honestly, I. I I think the answer is more obscure than we want to know. Um, but uh, so so violence in historical films is is used as a tool to teach realism of what uh, you know, gangs in New York is on the fence there. I, I'm not sure how much of that is real. <laughs> I watched the HBO documentary, or the uh, the History Channel documentary, and. You know, I, it's, it's, it's an amazing time period that I, I really wish I could see live. But uh, so historical movies have their place of trying to teach the violent history of humans, the same violent history that a lot of people are trying to kick out of schools these days. Have you noticed that? I mean, I'm no politician or I'm, I'm no, I'm not on a soapbox, but you should probably teach kids what really happened and not the watered down version of what happened to make you look like you're just the best person in the world. So uh, without going into any other murky waters, I, I kind of want to jump into um, violence in fantasy films, because I think this is where violence is most accepted. This is where violence shines the best because you have a clear distinction between good and evil and the battle that commences you know i'm gonna bring this up lord of the rings i believe because i i i I saw every lord of the rings two or three times in theaters um every time they came out even the hobbit and every time i'm like yeah man kill some fucking orcs and orcai you know they are scum you know, they come out of mud. I mean, they are <laughs> literally scum. You can't make a darker, more sinister enemy than what J.R.R. Tolkien had made for us so many years ago. So I kind of want to bring up how, how easily we can, we can make that divide between good and evil, how quickly. We meet so many orcs orakai and goblins throughout the films and yes they all are one note characters that have the same exact lines with the same forced mouth movements so magic aside because magic isn't really well explained in in uh, tolkien's mythology it's just kind of like understood as the way nature is as far as i understand and watching helms deep again and again and again and again and i love 
Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, The Battle of Helm's Deep. It, it's almost an hour of the movie is, is this battle against a completely outnumbered underdog and the, I can't even call them the overdog or the winning forces because they, they get their asses handed to them, but evil. It's, it's good versus evil. It's clear. It's defined. It's like, it's like, it's, it's like looking at two different colors almost, but there's a pleasure in that. There's a pleasure in watching Legolas shoot an arrow through two orcs heads or Gimli run up and knock out two kneecaps as they're counting how many they killed. And jumping to, to Aragorn, swiftly cutting through heads. And it's just, it's, it's massively absurd how much you want the violence to win or to, 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 the good to win over evil. In fact, there's um there's a word I want to bring up. Right, I, I, God damn it! I was practicing all fucking day, and I still think I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy this. Um, let me just. I, I can't even look it up because I don't know how to fucking spell it. I'm a jackass. Um, Schadenfreude, 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 Schadenfreude. So the pleasure of watching other people's misery and this this is a this is a big cut because we come from the country that invented reality tv but watching the orcs get demolished is pleasurable to us and is it okay in this stance is it okay that these creatures that were born from something that have one purpose in life to do the Dark Lord's bidding. Is it now completely 100% hands-free okay to chop heads off and to take those heads and to show the enemy? That happens, I'm, I'm to take uh, the head of, what's his name, the White, the White Walker, not the White Walker, fuck's his name, God damn it. Sorry, I should be more prepared, but they're cutting heads off and sending them back to, to show us, send a message. Where, where are we at on this? Is, this? is this okay for society to, to get behind, much like the landing of Normandy? I, I think so, absolutely. Because again, like you, you already said it where it's, it's essentially like Lord of the Rings is like one of those examples where it's like, it is good versus evil, period. Like that's like, like I, I saw this meme the other day where it's doing various villains and like how like has their amb- like again moral ambiguity to them where like Sauron's like I am I am the embodiment of evil where like you don't like Sauron's not really a character he's just like he's oh not, that's no. he's he's the villain he raised this army he's trying to kill everybody like so again stop like, it <laughs> where I'm not I'm not thrilled that the orcs are getting killed and we're just like oh like it's if when i watch that scene i'm like it's the tension of okay our heroes are so outnumbered yeah how are they getting out of this <laughs> violence violence is a means to an end thank you for making that scene under an hour because it's so much more orc killing we probably take us out of the film and go can we stop stop doing this all of a sudden you're in heart of darkness please stop doing this <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh God. So let's, let's, let's take it one step up. And I mean this not on a philosophical sense or uh, uh, how popular it is. I mean this on a film level sense. Dune. In Dune, I watched a lot of atrocities happen that I'm not sure I understand are beneficial or good or who am I rooting for at this point? And Dune, and I've, I've, I forgive me, I've read, I'm holding up my fingers, like a quarter inch of the book. And the book is, doesn't seem as violent as any of the movies ever have been. And I understand that it's a time crunch and blah, 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 blah. But there, there are moments in that film where it's like you have two brainwashed societies <laughs> destroying each other over the whim of a, a higher elite that claims to know what's best and follow them. And this is the order and the society and this is what must happen. And you have the Harkonnens and the House of Trades, and you know they can make the the they can make Harkonnen look as evil as they want. But a brainwashed society is a brainwashed society, and these are smart, smart, smart people. All right, so I'm I'm pushing up my glasses here as someone who's read the first book twice, and I am halfway through the fifth book right now. Talk to me. I don't want to spoil anything in case you decide to read the series, but that's literally the it's entire... It's like 30 years old. It's okay. No, it's it's the entire point of the franchise. Is it really? So, I fucking hope so. I hope it gets better than this. <laughs> let me tell you how the second book <laughs> is batshit crazy because it talks about how... And, and it's mentioned in the first book. Spoilers. The book came out 50 years ago. Um <laughs> In the book, <laughs> Paul becomes prescient so he can see the future. And essentially what he's trying to avoid is a future where he becomes the ruler and he has to commit genocide. Oh, Jesus. The book ends with him alluding Ooh. to the, the book ends with him alluding to the idea that he's now become the emperor, but he has not avoided the future where he's going to commit genocide. Book number two, 10 years later, he has committed the genocide. He has killed 60 billion people. Oh, man. But Paul is not the hero. He's your protagonist, but you're not supposed to side with him. So, like, uh, I'm sure you've heard uh, me and our other brother, Jake, talk about how when Dune... Dune when the Dune movie was coming out, this new one, you, I, all these people came out of the woodwork being like, this is just the white savior trope. I'm like, no, like you're missing the point. So with, with this new Dune movie, to keep it within the realm of what we know right now, there is a scene after uh, Arakeen gets attacked by the Harkonnen and Paul and Jessica are in a, uh, a still tent and Paul is having his visions of him conquering other worlds and there he's like you know hundreds of plants being destroyed under my under my father's name and that is him having that vision because he is trying to avoid that future he wants to do the right thing but and again the 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 second book dives into this he essentially lands on the conclusion 
that because he is prescient, he can see the future. He is now locked in to one future. Oh. And Paul is not a good character. And thank you. The whole, Sorry. No, thank you. no. So, but like, see, here's the thing. Like people go like, Oh, you can't make him the hero. I'm like, well, he's not, that's the whole point of the book. So the whole point, yeah. the whole caution, the whole cautionary tale of Dune is why you shouldn't follow charismatic. So what you're saying because- is I should read the fucking book. Oh, it's uh, it's so fucking good. God damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. I'm so, I'm sorry. And I apologize for the rest of us who have only seen the Lynch film and claim to be doomologists um, or played the video game. But <laughs> you it's, do see the white savior trope in the beginning and you're like, oh, obviously this is what they're fucking, and you just, you cut it off. You're like, I don't fucking care anymore. And and again, I, I, I hate being the guy that's like, you know, I don't push up my glasses like, and that is what's <laughs> that is what's amazing about the book is you oh, read it and cool. you're like no Paul's no, not Paul's not this black and white now the Harkonnen much like Sauron with Lord of the Rings the Harkonnen are evil they are the embodiment of evil that is what they are they're like comically evil in the book and they're like, comically evil in the movie too but like <laughs> so good again. <laughs> So the, the whole point of the book is following charismatic leaders, the dangers of imperialism. It, it dives into that so much. Yeah, um, I, I believe. To um, where is the violence justified? No, but that's also the whole point. Well, no, I, I, the, 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 the writer of the book, um, he extensively uh, studied uh, cultures, I, I believe in, in Africa, if I'm not mistaken, or the Middle East and Africa. And there's the it, it's from all over the place it's a lot yeah. of middle eastern stuff and and he saw uh the power actually of of charismatic leaders and uh throughout history so i i do think there is an awesome message there and now i feel like an idiot for kind of counting it off so quickly so so hold on to, to kind of loop this back in again going back to uh the failure of other movies that we were talking about where so keep in mind, Dune came out in 1965. He's talking about the dangers of following your charismatic leader leading you into unnecessary <laughs> wars. Yeah. He is talking about JFK bringing us into Vietnam, essentially. That was like one of his things like, hey, look out for. And then like, obviously Spice is an allegory for oil. Like, so that's like, there's oh, the yeah. Middle Eastern influence to it. But like, again, like he was writing it during a time where JFK is like all right we're just sending a defense force over to vietnam and like he saw the escalation happening and we're just like damn that's one handsome looking guy i'm, I'm going along with this you know what i like what he says because he says america and you know and that's awesome thank you for actually because i now i'm going to have a different renewed um interest in pursuing this story a little bit more because and you know i kind of i kind of knew um wheel of time also kind of dives into following charismatic leaders a little bit and the downfall of that uh wheel of time uh to be real quick and brief um you follow false dragons who are the dragon reborn who are people a men that can touch um the, the the true source the power and it corrupts man instantly oh not instantly but over time it corrupts man who aren't the dragons uh, that can touch his power source into being uh, crazy and chaotic. And uh, the show illustrated that a little bit, I, I, and this is my perspective and my opinion, not looking to start fights here. The show uh, showed that 
in like two scenes and made you respect and understand how dangerous it could be to follow people uh, very quickly where the book kind of like spells it out for you after chapter to chapter to chapter. And, you know, uh, so I, I, I will applaud the show for uh, that, 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 that one. Uh, no, I, I love the show. I'm sorry. I'm not going to fucking bow down to the masses. I loved the show wheel of time. Come at me. All right. I don't fucking care. <laughs> So, but no, but uh, yes, uh, following charismatic leaders, uh, The Master is another film where, where, where we do that. Not, not a violent film that I can remember, maybe a couple beat up scenes, but. Can I give you a great example of dangers of following charismatic leaders as well as leading to my. Dr. Strangelove? <laughs> no, 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 no. Get, get, get ready because I. Oh, have- I, I have been thinking about rewatching this movie. I'm like, I highly doubt this movie holds up probably because, and you, you said earlier, like my, my whole thing is like, I don't like it when violent messages, which have one meaning get twisted and turned into another thing. And one of yes. my movies that I wanted to bring up is fight club. Oh, I excellent. I don't think that movie would hold up for me because I would watch it and I would think how, and I, I, there's no way of saying without getting political, but like how crazy right-wing people have twisted the message of that movie to use it towards their advantage. Yeah, of course. Of where course. I'm like, or I'm like, you hear you hear the people that take that the message of that movie, which like I even think the message of the movie is bullshit. Where it's I, I hate that that like oh we're just nothing but a bunch of consumers. Like we I don't think that's we the live message. A, it's one it's one of the messages because like you have the Edward movie Gordon, yes of who, the movie. Who is, Yes, and like, I I, I I I hate that idea behind that or behind well, yeah. like how consumerism Ameri- is poison to the man to the 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 man's soul. Yeah, getting getting lost in your dead end job Fight for fire. Yeah, and like how like oh we need to start fight clubs for the escapist NASA, and then that leads and escalates up to Project Mayhem, where it's like we need to take down the people from the within, and like, and again like right wingers yeah. turn that into like oh we need well, to take down them damn libs and I'm of like, course come the, on, guys you're missing the point the, the right wingers are going to find whatever message they want to it's our job to ignore them so yes my takeaway from that that entire book is the monotony of of living your day-to-day for a job and for to make ends meet which isn't necessarily what you need to survive and it's, I think it's, that's the perfect example of escapist book, literature, and film. Uh, yes, overly, over, overtly violent, it's American, and it, 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 it must be. Is it a manifesto or a, a rallying cry of the no, destruction <laughs> of alpha males? Shut the fuck up. You're <laughs> exactly. missing the point. Oh, it, like there shouldn't be a rallying cry Shit, to be like, right. yeah, like th- th- this is this is how things are, and uh, to to pile on top of that. And coincidentally, both these movies came okay, out in the so same year. Let's let's jump into um, misunderstood because I I had I had one more um, I had one more paragraph of violence, uh, comedy violence, but I you know looking at the time, I want to jump into misinterpreted violence. Because when you said that, it was through a text. And I was like, oh, ding dong. Like, of course, 
we misinterpret a lot of films. I didn't even think of Fight Club. I thought of funny games. Instantly, I thought of funny games. Uh, the, the, the Michael Haneke film, uh, the remake of the original German film, uh, funny games where it's just you watch a family get obliterated by two terroristic young white males mm-hmm. and the point between the, the point of the film is that this isn't fun to watch and this is disgusting deplorable you should what the fuck are you doing but I I agree, I agree with you on this one. When you said funny games, I'm like, oh yeah, see, that's a movie where I see that violence and I go, what? <laughs> they like, just kill a kid. They just fucking kill a kid. Spoiler. We're like, kill we're a kid. like, <laughs> yeah. I, I I watch and I go, what's the point of this? So like, I think that also borders on that mid two thousands torture porn. Your saws, saw, your, um, yeah, hostile. Yep. Yeah, Hostel's yep. the other one where Ch- I'm like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, so like where where I group that in together, <laughs> as far as like that's mindless violence where I watch and I go, what? What's this? Like this makes no sense. You're just watching I, people die. I, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna compare it to when I, I my friends think I'm crazy when I say this, but like I stand by. For the most part, there are some rare examples outside of it for the most part i can't stand sex scenes in movies like like where like they're like i am fine with like okay the passions happen between these two characters they have sex the camera leaves that's Mm -hmm. great but like when it is like we're watching a sex scene in a movie i'm like why is this in here (laughs) yeah um i i I completely can agree we all have the imagination that knows what's going on do you need to show us the I want to say porn because I don't want to dirty it because there are some movies that have artistically, artistically that have shown love between two people. And it's like, wow, that is a, that is a fucking moment. Yeah. But, but on that same breath, we can say the same thing about violence. Like we can hint to the violence. Hitchcock is very fucking good at doing that or blatantly show it where it's grotesque that's the word i use down here grotesque and that comes from funny games that comes from uh uh the raid that comes from and you're gonna see a lot of actually um uh harmer uh sorry uh, hammer horror films and exploitation films where i think the focus is specifically on the violent acts or the blood of what you know that's that's what that's what's getting people to sit down right and i i think with exploitation movies there's a delicate balance like like so i think saw one the first one pulls it off yes that movie i'm like yeah it's over, the top, over the top violence but like i I, you know, I I was on board like the movie got me but we're like the rest of them i'm like okay this this is this means nothing or like in 70s <laughs> ex- exploitation movies where like I'm it's not my favorite movie in the world but like you know um uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre has its place uh where something like Cannibal Holocaust I'm like why the fuck does this exist yeah. <laughs> who was like who, who watches that yeah who is this for where so like I think it's a it is a delicate balance much like my my 
my feelings towards sex scenes in movies where like it can be done well i can't think of any examples off the top of my i know head, but like, I, I know there's a sex scene i don't want to say it involves bruce willis but i know there's ew, a movie what? Out there. <laughs> blind date i, I don't know uh, no, I know. Or, that- okay, so so like modern day exploitation. I think that's where kind of like it's not ex- it's not exploitation. But like that's where like the violence and going back to the beginning with the John Wick movies, where like that. I'm just like this is good old the good old fashioned fun action movies that like it harkens back to those '80s movies. Yeah, homage. Where- Homages, I'm okay with. Um, on sorry, continue. But like I, again, I think it is such a delicate balance, and then like it 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 it, it, it can be done incorrectly like and again when you texted me funny games i'm like oh yeah i watched that movie and i hated it because i'm like this is ridiculous yeah like, it's, it's uncomfortable i'm not having fun now i think it's a it's not a similar plot but like a movie that has taken that kind of idea and done it well have you seen the killing of a sacred deer of course oh my god i was just gonna say i was seriously just thinking of that and uh yes continue that is where it's a, it's not the same exact plot, but like you have this outside force coming into this family's life, disrupting the whole thing, ends violently, spoiler, kid dies, but you watch that and you're like, okay, this is well-crafted, where I think Funny Games is not well-crafted. I mean, so like, I had, yeah. No, I just, right. I, I, I think it all boils down to your, d- the direction of the movie. No, and that's, that's, I mean, I think Inglorious Bastards is basically exploitation. Uh, and done well yes and it makes the violence seem well deserved especially at the end of the film because you have that entire i'll say history lesson <laughs> in quotes here but you have you have the world that is picked it, it is painted and pictured and the the violence and aggression that happens throughout it is well deserved because we already have the foundation of society what good and bad is nazis are always bad right and it, it, it also goes back to us saying earlier you know, like we were doing with another quentin tarantino example it's that idea of the violence is so over the top also i just i you know, i i love quentin tarantino doing his like this you know i'm telling history my way or like that's exactly. not how it happened and, but but like of course yeah. i i i want to see murky waters get- but it's okay I want to see Hitler get his face blown off <laughs> by a machine gun. Like, oh, because we did right. it in Wolfenstein. We did that in Wolfenstein. Yeah. So it's time to see it on film. And you know what? You're right. And I, I, it, because of the collected history that we all feel for Hitler, it feels well-deserved. Now, where to, to kind of uh, hone this back into unnecessary violence, the hitman's bodyguard, I don't think is escapism. I think it's fucking murder porn. When you're watching somebody just mindlessly shoot and kill so many people. And there's a whole bunch of these films that just came out. Uh, Nicholas Cage had one. Jason Statham just had one. Where they're just shooting people the entire time. Like in the John Wick kind of style. From a narrative that is very little and vague. To bad guys kill. And... The reality is, the realism is, a lot of those bad guys are just guys working jobs. And my, my fear is that being desensitized to that allows us to be desensitized towards real world events and things that are happening. Now, we live in a very violent 
sad world sometimes where at a sight at a mind comes into place more often than not even if you pretend to care about everything someone's getting shot right now maybe two people are getting shot in particular places right now and the violence is what it feels like an all-time high isn't true um, the world has beginning becoming more and more less violent over time. Uh, look at the statistics. But I guess my end to this, this conversation, uh, not to wrap it up too sloppily, <laughs> but uh, are, we, are we saying okay to the violence in the world by saying okay to the violence in film? I am going to say no, um, because... When you first asked me about like the violence in movies thing, I was like, I was concerned you were going to be like, you know, it, like you know, th like the violence in movies is causing other violence. It's like, yeah, sure. I think if you no, I don't think it causes. Pe no, pe people will twist messages, and like, there's very rare one-off examples where that is actually the case. But I think for the majority of people, the answer is no. But as far as like it desensitizing us to it, I don't think it is. Uh, one, because I'm also, I'm one of those people where I look at the world today and I go, this is arguably the most peaceful time in human history. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, right? <laughs> What's yeah. happening though, is we're in an era where all this information is available to us. This is like, it's the internet of things where like, we now have all this information flooding to us at all times where it then gives you the illusion that, oh my God, we're in a helpless world where I'm yeah. like, hey, not really like sure things getting better things, things could be better we are trending upwards but also just it doesn't feel good right now i'm like i get it like it, it things have been rough for a little bit now but like i always think no matter what we are trending upward so i know you kind of skirted over them not wanting to teach critical race theory in schools right now don't say those words sorry but like my my thing behind that is like as a kid, I was taught this stuff and I, I learned that and I went, okay, that was bad. We did these bad things. We're better now. But we also are learning from our mistakes. Are we perfect? Same. No, but Same. we are getting better. Of course. So like, as far as violence in movies, again, it, it is all how well it's crafted. Like it can be done poorly where we have these movies where I'm like, nah, like this is too over the top and I'm just not digging this <laughs> where... Other times, other other times, I'm like, well, what was the intent here? I, I don't like Kill Bill for a whole list of reasons. I just I can't. I well, think, here, no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I the violence in that one is Quentin Tarantino is pulling too many influences in together at one point in time, and like my brain can't process what he's trying to accomplish here. Yes, yes, but um, I I think violence on very well. I'm gonna name two movies real quick: Fargo and Nice Guys. When you intertwine the realist and the comedy of the situation, um, Fargo, there's a scene where uh, the end, end of the movie, spoiler alert, uh, he's putting uh, a, a body parts into a wood chipper. And it's just, it's just spurting out over the snow. And the absurdity of the situation is like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but it's done in a way where it's like, you kind of relate to the guy at the same time. He wants to get rid of the evidence. He's doing it the worst way possible. Uh, and nice guys real quick. Um, and it's not really violent, but um, Ryan Reynolds, 
in the beginning of the film trying to break into a place. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Sorry, Ryan, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I was looking at Deadpool when I was reading that. <laughs> Ryan Gosling uh, punches his hand through a window real quick, trying to break into <laughs> a building and like haphazardly cuts his wrist and like looks at it and is like, hard, hard cut to the ambulance. <laughs> He's dying. <laughs> comedy done well thank you shane black but um yeah comedy can have a more beneficial part when it's done well when it's used um to progress characters or the stories i'm looking at you fast and furious what the fuck are you doing um it you know the violence the characters add to the violence there's no there's no narrative it's just chaos uh saving private ryan um, the characters have to overcome the violence to become better soldiers or humans or Americans at the end. There's an end goal, there's growth, and there's character development. I think that is when you use violence. The same with the sex scene. If it's used in a way to progress the character's story, where if it didn't, you didn't have to really show it, did you? Because it's like taking a shit in the morning. Well, that doesn't, per- I mean, other than... um. Uh, uh, bless his heart, John Travolta, in most of his movies where he gets shot in the toilet. But um, I, 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 I do think violence has its place when used correctly. I, and and my, my closing thought is the advert violence that we're seeing in a lot of films is unnecessary and just a way to make money. I think it gets people with a schadenfreude. Sorry. I think it gets people because it's not me and I can put those emotions and fears and anxieties onto you, that's when the escapism comes into place. And that's why it's used. I think carelessly, just because Michael Bay knows it's going to sell. Any final thoughts, Ethan? I, you, you just nailed, like hit the nail on the head right there. It's like, I don't think violence is like, especially in movies, there's no trending up of it. I think it, it, it has always been there. It's, Marvel movies are pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> I, I mean, I, not I, blood I, violence, but. <laughs> I, so yeah, right. There's no blood violence, but like, it would be like, I don't like comparing superhero movies to your Westerns, but like <laughs> your Westerns are insanely violent when you break them down and look at it. Of course. But like, I, I think this, there's always violence in movies. It's like, what, genre is it is currently the violent genre right now i think if if we if if we really like wanted to like like so like think about it this way like with with your superhero movies like if you made a point to be like they're not killing anybody in this movie and they really had to point that out a couple things are going to happen either one i'm going to be watching i going yeah i don't care or two i'm not going to believe it mm-hmm prime example terminator 2 when they're at cyberdyne and they blow up the building and destroy the arm when that happens arnold then has to get them out of that building and he goes on this rampage (laughs) taking on an entire platoon of cops and he doesn't kill a single one of them yeah right go back go go back and watch that he scene blows up cop cars right watch that scene and go, grenade launcher he, do, do you think he didn't kill anybody but like the movie takes a second to point that out because john 
told the Terminator, don't kill no anybody. Killing. Right. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, I I get I get the point, but like I now so now I'm either watching it going, I don't believe that anybody wasn't murdered, or I'm watching it going, why'd you have to tell me that? <laughs> point. <laughs> exactly. We're like, you we're don't have like to spell uh, it out to the audience. To to the to the I'm not killing anybody. I like the Dark Knight. That's the whole plot of the movie. Is the Joker's like you're gonna have to kill me, and that'll suddenly make everyone go Batman's just as bad as the villains. And I'm like, yeah, right. What? That, that doesn't make sense. Instantly, like, like a switch. Right, you one like, person. <laughs> I'm like, that's insane. Uh, but the Joker is insane too. So I guess we can we can count that up to maybe his reasoning skills. But yeah, ultimately, like he, like like you said, it, it all for me, it all boils down to is how well is it crafted, how well is it handled, is it over the top for all the right reasons? It, it is, it, it's very um, ambiguous. It, it, there's no yeah. right or wrong answer to this question. It's just like the violence is there. It's all on your interpretation. Yeah, so. and and that's a beautiful way to put it. I'm gonna I'm gonna end on a note where. Um, parents if you're upset that there's violence in media you need to sit down and have that talk with your kid it's not the media's job to teach or explain or show anything it is the job of the parent to explain and or the guardian to explain the way the world is there's a there's a, a beautiful truck that drives through my town it's a giant stickers i eat ass i've seen these all over the country and you know what? I don't like that guy at all as a human, but I respect that. Yeah, that conversation isn't about him. It's about the people that we teach and grow from us. So is violence bad? I don't think so. Is it unnecessary? A lot of the fucking time. And I do hope in the future we can, we can work on that and make all death and violence unless it's historical uh, dramatization, uh, more, div- more to help push the movie. I know that's not going to happen tomorrow, so I'm not going to hold my breath. But uh, Ethan, thank you for being here with me. I, we went a little bit longer than I wanted to, but that, that's great. Uh, we, we hit every point I wanted to. <laughs> and uh, we had some, I, I, had a, I had a blast today. Thank you so much for being with me. Thank you for having me. Uh, uh, so I took a so uh, to everyone else. I, I took a little break this week. Um, I was I, I was talking a lot about uh, personal issues, uh, struggling with being um, hurt at my job and my workplace, and that kind of snowballed into a whole bunch of other things. So I I, I will finish those thoughts and get on to that. Of course, um, I didn't want to talk about how. Uh, capitalism is why violence sells so fucking much because that's neither here or there. Um, so uh, future episode, uh, I will be talking about uh, the conclusion of self-advocacy at your workplace, uh, as well as bottling your emotions. Uh, that was an episode I had maybe three or four back uh, with my, my, my good friend, Brandon. Uh, we will uh, finish that talk. Any questions, comments, concerns, please email me at afthepodcast at gmail.com. I do love getting the random, random emails that mean absolutely nothing. I, I don't know why it's a thing, but uh, keep sending them because I get a good chuckle when I wake up at 3 a.m. 
because I have heartburn. So, uh, Ethan, thank you so much. Uh, we will, we're going to do, I think we're going to have a series, Sean and Ethan talk movies. And it's going to, we're just going to keep on kind of snowballing into different things. I, I, again, I want to, I listened to our last episode where we talked about, uh, you know, movies that you love that no one else does. And Cutthroat Island needs, needs, needs a little more of a push. Okay. I will make this. That's, that's an escapist film because that takes me completely out of fucking reality into, into a different, into a different realm. So um, we made that movie in particular, but I do want to talk more about uh, personal opinions and how it affects us. So Ethan, thank you so much for being here. And uh, we will, uh, I'll probably see you in a week. Actually, we got a, we got a concert coming up. But looking forward to it. I know. Um, I, I don't want to say I cheated and looked at the set list, but I kind of cheated and looked at the set, set list. I won't divulge any information that will possibly ruin the show, but I am very fucking excited. So uh, more on that in a couple of weeks. Everyone, thank you for being here. If you made this long, please email me at AFTPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, give me the letter R. And I'll see what gift you can receive. Just the letter R, not capitalized. Don't be a dick and capitalize it. Non-capitalized. And we will go from there. Everyone have a beautiful night. Take care of yourselves. Love everybody. You are a shining star in this crazy cosmic void that we call the universe. Believe in yourself and be kind to others. Have a good night. (laughs) Oh,